This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. You can always count on the government to take advantage of a crisis legitimate or manufactured by them. This coronavirus pandemic is no exception. Not only are the federal and state governments unraveling the constitutional fabric of the nation with lockdown mandates that are sending the economy into a tailspin and wreaking havoc with our liberties, they're also rendering the citizenry fully dependent on the government for financial handouts, medical intervention, protection, and sustenance. Unless we find some way to rein in the government's power grabs, however, the fallout will be epic. Everything I've warned about for years, government overreach, invasive surveillance, martial law, abuse of powers, militarized police, weaponized technology used to track and control us, we the people, and so on, has coalesced into this present moment. The government's shameless exploitation of past national emergencies for its own nefarious purposes pales in comparison to what is presently unfolding. It's downright Machiavellian. Deploying the same strategy it used with 9-11 to acquire greater powers of the U.S. Patriot Act, the police state, also known as the shadow government, also known as the deep state, has been anticipating this moment for years quietly assembling a wish list of lockdown powers that could be trotted out and approved at a moment's notice. It should surprise no one, then, that the Trump administration has asked Congress to allow it to suspend parts of our Constitution whenever it deems necessary during this coronavirus pandemic and other emergencies, quote-unquote. It's those other emergencies, that part of the equation, that should particularly give you pause, if not spur you to immediate action. By action, I mean a loud and vocal, apolitical, nonpartisan outcry and sustained apolitical, nonpartisan resistance against the government. In fact, the Department of Justice has been quietly trotting out and testing a long laundry list of terrifying powers that override our Constitution. We're talking about lockdown powers at both the federal and state level. The ability to suspend the Constitution, indefinitely detain or imprison American citizens, suspend the courts so you won't get a hearing, quarantine whole communities or segments of the population, override the First Amendment by outlawing religious gatherings and assemblies of more than a few people, shut down entire industries and manipulate the economy, muzzle dissidents, Stop and seize any plane, train, or automobile to stymie the spread of the so-called contagious disease. Reshape financial markets, create a digital currency, and thus further restrict the use of cash. Or determine, actually, who should live or die. Are you getting the picture? You're getting it now? These are powers that the police state would desperately like to make permanent and forever. Bear in mind, however, that these powers, the Trump administration, acting on orders from the police state, are officially asking Congress to recognize and authorize barely scratch the surface of the far-reaching powers the government has already unilaterally claimed for itself. Unofficially, the police state has been riding roughshod over the rule of law for years now without any pretense of being reined in or restricted in its power grabs by Congress, the courts, or the citizenry. 
The seeds of this present madness were sown several decades ago when George W. Bush issued two presidential directives that granted the president the power to unilaterally declare a national emergency, which is loosely defined by the government, and I'm quoting here, as any incident, regardless of location, that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualties, damage, or disruption, severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy, or government functions, unquote. Comprising the country's continuity of government, or what they call COG, C-O-G, their so-called continuity of government plan, these directives do not need congressional approval. They provide a skeletal outline of the actions the president will take in the event of a national emergency. In other words, he becomes a dictator. Mind you, that national emergency can take any form, can be manipulated for any purpose, and can be used to justify any end goal. All on the say-so of the president, indeed. The U.S. military has reportedly already been given standby orders under the continuity of government for this present Kona virus epidemic. So what is the bottom line here? We are, for all intents and purposes, one crisis away from having a full-fledged authoritarian state emerge from the shadows, at which time democratic government will be dissolved and the country will be ruled by an unelected bureaucracy. Thus far, we have at least pretended that the government abides by the Constitution. The attempts by each successive presidential administration to rule by fiat merely plays into the hands of those who would distort the government system of checks and balances. So too, every action taken by Trump and his predecessors to weaken the system of checks and balances, sidestep the rule of law, and expand the power of the executive branch of government has made us that much more vulnerable to those who would abuse those powers in the future. Think about this. The presidential election is right around the corner. Suddenly, the improbable possibility of any incumbent president attempting to extend the police state stranglehold on power by using current events to justify postponing or doing away with an election, forfeiting the people's rights to govern altogether, and establishing a totalitarian regime seems less far-fetched than it did just a few years ago. The emergency state is now out in the open for all to see, unfortunately. We the people refuse to see what's before us. Most Americans, fearful and easily controlled, would sooner rouse themselves to fight for that last roll of toilet paper than they would for their own freedom. This is how freedom dies. We erect our own prison walls, and as our rights dwindle away, we forge our own chains of servitude to the police state. Be warned, however. Once you surrender your freedoms to the government, no matter how compelling the reason might be for doing so, you can never get them back. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War of the American People, no government willingly relinquish power. If we continue down this road, there can be no surprise about what awaits us at the end. The America that is changing before our eyes is almost unrecognizable from the country I grew up in, and that's not just tragic. It's downright terrifying. Freedom be damned. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. 
Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.